Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Josh, here with Mella, Lacey, and Rashawn. What's up, you guys? Before we get going, you know the drill. If you haven't already, follow, subscribe, whatever it is on whatever platform you listen to us on, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts. Go give us a follow. Go rate and review us. Helps a lot assist that algorithm i'm i'm really trying not to threaten them right now i, I appreciate my constraint just please 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 i know you're please. begging uh he's grovelling. okay please don't leave a review please <laughs> i gotta feed my family <laughs> gotta feed my dog what's up everybody how you doing doing good yeah see anything new lately yeah i'm a little late but i got to see free guy oh, oh how would you like it I, I dug it. it. It's fun. I'm yeah. not the biggest Reynolds head. Yeah, we know. However, it's really fun. The movie attempts to say something about IP and franchises and, and video games. I'm not a huge gamer. Don't have a Twitch account or anything like that. You should. I know. I, I probably would. I probably would never leave my room. But <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty funny. Jodie Comer's is awesome. It gets a little look how many IPs we have in the end Mm -hmm. and kind of undercuts its message. I don't know, but I had a good time with it. It it was, you know, a matinee and I didn't have a lot to do. So I I went and enjoyed it. It was fun. Nella, you watching it? Um, We saw Don't Breathe 2. Oh, Oh. how was that? I had a good time. Like, it was kind of crazy. It was kind of crazy. I don't think you need to see the first one in order to see the second one. Like, you could just go in blind. Ah, uh, get that. See what uh, I did there? I mean, I guess. Uh, I, my only question is, why would you? <laughs> why well, would you go I see mean, the second one? I mean, maybe if you're just like, fuck it. It's, you know, I ain't got nothing to do. I got this AMC pass. Let's just see what it is. You wouldn't be lost, like, at all. Rashawn, you um, don't feel the same? <laughs> no. Long story short. <laughs> no. You guys have seen the first one, right? I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what this guy's about and what he does. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks and like he's a hero in this one. He is. He's the he's the main character of this movie, and I guess it's a bold choice, but there's sympathy and empathy that they kind of extend to him, and I just was nah. not... I felt like uh-uh. 50 years old because I was like, this is some crazy stuff. I mean, I'm not sitting here like, yay, love the black man now. I'm just saying I had a good time. Okay. <laughs> That's it. You know, like I, I'm also it's not gnarly. To, there's, yeah. there's some pretty crazy gore. Like yeah. the, I forgot that there was gore in the first one. So when I was watching this one, I was like, holy shit. I forgot they really don't pull away from it. They just keep going. So if you're into that sort of thing. There you go. I have been watching Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu. I read the book by Liam Moriarty years ago, and it is a very unique story. It's definitely not for everybody, but I feel like they're doing a pretty darn good job following the book in the TV adaptation. I'm really enjoying it. I'm really curious to see how the rest of the season plays out. But yeah, I'm having a good time with it. Did you continue watching it, Rashan? Yeah, I'm caught up. Yeah. The one thing I'll take away, I won't say anything else. I'll just say Regina Hall. 1,000%. Everyone's great in it. Bobby Cannavale, Melissa McCarthy. But I just love that she's getting so much meat to chew on. So mm-hmm. Her character mm. in the book is so complex, too. So to see it played out so... Honestly and truthfully, with the range that she has to encompass, is mind-boggling. 
I abandoned the book about halfway mm-hmm. through. I wasn't as strong as you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm sticking with the show. I, I'm I'm all caught up. I don't know how many episodes there are. But I I'm, don't know either. But I'm all caught up and I'm I'm, down. I'm having a good time. You know how I feel about Nikki Kids. Anything. <sighs> yeah, I know. <laughs> she's fine in it she's fine don't do this Lacey she's fine but it's not different than anything else she's done in the last so I've been watching I've been five, watching Marvel's years. what if no Josh you need to wait <laughs> <laughs> I held off on it because I, I I've read a lot of the what ifs and I it's whatever I'm I've kind of got superhero burnout a little bit myself I kind of turn them on when I'm doing something else or I'm just kind of hanging out in the morning and uh, have you watched any of them Rashawn I won't be doing that no i will say the last two that have gone have been way better what if a a serial killer started killing the avengers before the team could form and what if dr strange lost his heart instead of his hands they're very interesting and compelling because it's kind of dark shit they could never do in the movies and so the first two are cool with peggy carter and t'challa as star lord but that's kind of movie stuff we've already seen the, what platform is this on? Disney Plus. They're they're card oh. they're animated. It's animated. Oh, okay. A good chunk of the voice actors are back too. Like Chadwick came back to voice T'Challa, and then you know all the Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange, and all of them. But they're cool. I mean, they're pretty mindless. They're good to throw on if you're bored. I'm talking to listeners, not any of you. Um. <laughs> what the hell? I've watched some of them with you. Well, I know that's. I mean, these two. I know you have. I just want to keep my goodwill with Marvel. We have three more movies coming up before the end of the year, and I just want to pace myself. That's fair. Yeah, me too. Easy. Ah. <laughs> I'm just pacing myself. I'll just say the three and four are much better than one and two. They're much. They're darker and they're more compelling. And if you and if you if one sounds interesting, they're all every episode is standalone. So if one sounds interesting and you want to try it out, go for it. Um, let's get it going. Let's get it popping. Let's I'm, get it chugging. Let's get it chugging. Choo choo. I am so <laughs> excited for this episode, you guys. I told Lacey, this is the first time I've come in with an episode where I really don't give a fuck if you don't like it. I don't care. This is so, the first episode? This yeah, is the one? I don't fucking care if you don't like this one. I like it that much. Okay. What are What are you guys fighting about today? <laughs> hey, Josh. For the first time ever. No way. This was your first time watching it? First time ever, I watched Unstoppable. I'm Will Coulson. We're working together today. I trained in 1206. Is there a problem? I just don't like working at a damn daycare center. I don't like working at a retirement home, so. All right. This ain't training. In training, they just give you an F. Out here, you get killed. Married? Sort of. It's a long story. How about you? You married? Got two beautiful daughters. Ooh, have fun. What do we do when we get to a railroad crossing? We have an unmanned train rolling into a highly populated area with no air brakes. Yeah. Over six, over six. What's up? There's an unmanned train on the northbound track. It's under power? It's coming straight at us. What are we worried about in terms of cargo? Eight freight cars of hazardous chemicals. We're not just talking about a train. We're talking about a missile the size of the Chrysler building. I need to know where that train is. We're not exactly sure. Unstoppable is a 2010 action thriller directed by the late, great Tony Scott, starring Chris Pine, Denzel Washington, and Rosario Dawson. Based on a true story, it is about a runaway train in southern Pennsylvania and the two train operators that put it upon themselves to stop this train. Y'all, this fucking movie. Let me let me take you in a drink. There's a statue of limitations on movie hopping, right? Like, I can't be arrested for this. Fantastic. So, <laughs> back in our college days, we, we all went to the same college. And I don't know if you guys would ever partake in this, but we would go to the theater redacted movie theater and we'd go to a pre-noon show on the weekend. And those tickets back then were like seven bucks. Mm. And if we went to like the 10 or 11 showing, there would be no workers when we were done. It was only like one o'clock. So like five other college kids would just hop on over and check out a movie, a movie across the hall. 
that is how I watched Unstoppable for the first time. I didn't know anything about it. I knew it was Denzel and a train movie. That is it. I didn't even know who Chris Pine was at the time. Oh, shit. To this day, with the exception of maybe Endgame, it is the most fond movie-going experience I have. Aww. This movie started, I got sweaty, and then it ended. If I walked out of that theater and you said, Josh, how long is that movie? Would my whole chest, I would have been like, I think 20 minutes. This shit, <laughs> this shit goes so fast, nonstop, 70 unstoppable, miles 70 miles per hour. The whole time, it is just adrenaline on adrenaline with some quality jokes from Mr. Washington peppered in. I don't know what else to say. I fucking love this movie. It's a movie about a train and Chris Pine, Rosario Dawson, and Denzel Washington have to stop the train. It's like they made the perfect movie for me in a lab. That's it. Mela, I know I always have you go last, but you're the first timer, so I always want to hear you last. Okay. Let Lacey, what do you think? Well, this is my second watch. I watched this movie for the first time with you, I don't even know how many years ago, and I remember really enjoying it. Hell yeah. And having the same experience as you did of feeling like it was nonstop stress and chaos for the full 130. Watching it this time, because I knew what was coming, it wasn't as uh, stressful. It wasn't as thrilling the second time around. But overall, it's a really well-paced movie. I think it's a really well-written movie. And the fact that this is based on a true story, this is something that happened in real life, brings a level of investment to it. If it was just a standalone, like, runaway train, I don't think I would have liked it as much, but knowing that it's rooted in realism and in in an event that really happened, I thought it was good. Okay. Rashawn? Hey, Josh. I believe when we were recording last time, you said you liked this movie. Hmm. I could have swore. Well... Lay it on me. I don't know. Let me just get my water. Things fly out of my mouth and I don't hold myself accountable to them. So wait, before you start, let me get a mouthful so I can do a spit take if I need to. (laughs) So I think this might come as a surprise maybe to Josh, but I am a pretty big Tony Scott fan. I actually can believe that. Huh. Okay. (laughs) Um, One of the few modern directors that I can say I've seen every single one of his films. Um, and some of them more than once. Besides, like, you know, Barry Jenkins. <laughs> Someone who's right. made more than five or ten movies. <laughs> I've seen all of Tony Scott's films. And I'm a big fan of all of them. Most of them. Except Unstoppable. Bitch. Uh... I already swallowed. You talked too long, so I swallowed my water. So I know just been take. Um, why? I agree pretty much with everything that Lacey said. It's a great concept. Three movie stars, a Denzel movie, enjoyable. There's one huge thing that it loses me on, and I can't waver with that. It's just something, as a moviegoer, personally, that I just don't gel with. It's T.J. Miller, Um, isn't it? I don't give a fuck about T.J. Miller. No. (laughs) Kiss my ass, T.J. Miller. Um, (laughs) uh, So I can't overlook that, even knowing that this is like an expertly crafted well-made movie that you know it was tony scott's last film before he passed don't reveal it i want to i won't i won't reveal it but i will say as a tony scott fan this is one of my least favorites as a tony scott denzel collaboration fan this is probably like number five out of five you're a psychopath mella (laughs) you know what i'll just get down to it i was into this okay yeah it's not a Mella movie. We know this. No. We know coming no. into it, that this is not something you would be like, Mella, I feel like you should watch this. You would probably really dig it. No, it's not. But I dug it. It's a cool 130. We love that. You're 70 miles per no hour. No time. No time. <laughs> no time. I can't tell you how many fucking times I grabbed my head and said, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. From like beginning to literally the end i'm with it chris chris pine cute as shit then he's doing his thing i do have like a little bit of an issue with uh rosario i just don't think she's like the best cast but it's not enough to make me Ugh, i hated it but yeah overall i give it a thumbs up you know what that's kind of all i was hoping for and i'm happy with that good the thing the thing i love about this movie there's the overarching 
issue. There's the big stick, the big mm-hmm. T-bone, if you will, of the train going for the curb. Mm-hmm. But they pepper in these little mini bite-sized filet mignon steaks. <laughs> Do you get it? It's a homonym. Do you get it? Um, uh-huh. The steaks, they pepper it. And first there's the school kids. And then there's the Marine on the helicopter. And then there's Judd trying to stop it with his train. And they're like... These new issues keep getting pepped. There's the horses, the, like these new little things as this train keeps barreling through different stops. New issues keep popping up while the overarching issue is continuing on. Yeah. Or the first thing that happens is these school kids are coming. It's about to be fucked. And so I thought that the movie was honestly going to be about that. This train versus the school kids. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. And then they're like, nah, they're good. <laughs> I remember it being a way bigger part, way more than the 20 minutes that it's in the film. I just remember that being like the big drama was that these kids were on their way. But maybe that's just me, Lacey, what I, you know, like hooked hold on, on to, to and focused on. That's, you know, where the stakes would be highest for me. Can yeah. you imagine the ironclad balls it would have taken to just have the train just right through the school kid? Joshua. <laughs> That would be so insane. Joshua. Can you imagine? Mella, nice. stop laughing. <laughs> Don't give it to him. I mean, I thought it was, was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure at that point. She said Jesus is about to get two dozen little baby angels. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> All right. I can't wait any longer. Rashawn, hmm. what is it? What's your hangout? It's TJ Miller. Nah, I'm just <laughs> Tony Scott has this really signature style, frenetic camera work, crazy editing, and it works. It works for Top Gun. It works for Enemy of the State. I fucking love Enemy of the State. Um, Man on Fire. I'm telling you, I love Tony Scott. <laughs> but, but with this, it there's like sensory overload. And mm-hmm. I think when you have something that is the character of the movie, like, triple seven is and then you throw a bunch of crazy dizzying camera work on top of that and then you're cutting every five seconds i i know that it's intentional and i know that he's a master behind the camera for this movie it does not work for me like i can't get into it this is the third time i've seen it and i'm not on board doesn't that crank up your anxiety with the movie though no let the train do that what have you ever watched a train Yes, that I goes in a straight My father line. is a conductor. No, um, sir. <laughs> Ready? I want to show you what a train does. This is thrilling listeners. for our listeners. Exactly, exactly. You need those cuts. You need that music. You need. You no, need it you all. don't. I, I will That's say though, with the cuts, we got so many repetitive cuts to the front of Triple Seven. I don't know. And I'm sure that was the point is having it like coming at you and it's blazing forward. I don't know. For me, it it got repetitive. The triple seven from this angle. And here's it from this angle and this angle. Chris and Denzi are just sitting in the cabin just talking and the camera's going Mm -hmm. a full 360 around. I'm like, let him talk about his his daughter who works at Hooters and stop moving the camera. Like I think it just I think for some of those moments it does though. And maybe maybe I'm projecting, but I feel like for especially <laughs> near the end when they're going in reverse, I feel like it finally settles in and you get those moments. Like when Chris Pine is talking about his restraining order, it kind of settled a little bit. And I because re- I remember it really don't. I remember don't. thinking how calm it was. This is a calm scene and then it because they're already going backwards. You know, maybe that's indicative to, to Denzel's character. He's he's calm under pressure. The the more pressure, the more calm he gets, the more calm the scene is, you know what I mean? And I will say I liked the the movement between characters and in those scenes in the hub with Rosario. I liked all of the movement because it gave it kind of a documentary feel to it. You felt like you were in the room. Like you felt you were watching this in real time and i think because of that kind of frenetic energy it made it feel more not vulnerable but it made it feel more accessible i mean this is a really extreme situation that we're in in this movie so i don't know i feel like i'm contradicting myself now i had to feel like i was in on it but i was also safe 
like a fly on the wall. It would be like you watching the news if you lived in that city or like a city over. Yeah, yeah. Where you're like, holy shit, this is down the street, but I'm good. Damn. Damn. I, I cross They're those evacuating tracks every day. Glendale, but I'm fine where I'm, I am. Y'all be good. I'm in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> y'all be good. I Okay, so I kind of, I definitely agree with the shots. I feel like though, if I could watch this movie and then take a few out because i feel like you do need the back and forth like i like what lacy was saying i love the whole like quick shots in the connie office but then when it comes to the train there's like a shot underneath it and then like to the side and you're like all right all right i get it we need some shots because the train itself is obviously a character and it got my heart racing but then after a while you're like okay I'm gonna throw up, like, but that's not because, I'm, but not that's because I'm thrilled. Not because I'm thrilled. That's it's just not I'm the dizzy. point, though. What it's supposed to be stressful as fuck, and I think he's. I think it's intentional, but it's not like the opening act of Gravity wants to put you in Sandy's shoes. You know what I mean? And you're flipping with her, and you're in her helmet. Alfonso wants you to feel how she feels in that moment. But with this, like, nobody's nauseous. These are people who do this for a living, and they are on the train. And the propulsive movement of the train, the the cutting and the, the hyper-editing kind of contradicts just the forward movement that I think the movie has. And I'm saying this not to correct the movie, but I'm just saying this as someone who watches it. And I just don't... I need them to settle on a shot for, like, a second. And let the movie rest for a second. But I know that it can't rest because it's unstoppable. It's unstoppable. It's unstoppable. <laughs> I just don't I don't That's like what it. I'm saying. It's all I don't intentional. Like <laughs> I did I did I not start by saying the people of Stanton, Pennsylvania didn't like it either. Damn. Don't throw real life at me. I actually don't think it was Stanton. Um It was Scranton. It? it was Scranton. <laughs> Wait, Michael what? Scott was actually responsible for letting the train <laughs> right. go on its own. <laughs> We're Sean. What's up? According to IMDb, Denzi was on top of the train. That is surprising. But not the whole act. time. Not the whole time, obviously. But I, I, the thing is, we were watching it, and I was like, do you think that's really him? And he was like, no, this 65-year-old man up on a train? And I was like, okay, yeah. But then I'm like, I mean. He was like, he was like 55 at the time. But yeah. <laughs> well, the running and jumping, no. Yeah. Yeah. He was wired up. He was running. According to IMDb, well, he had seven stuntmen, I read, for it. But he did a lot of the the work himself. And Chris Pine did all of his stunts as well. Really slammed his foot and everything. I believe that shit, Broke his foot in half for this movie. Wow. He's a a real motherfucker. Doesn't do it for me. All right. You know, I could have... Let's talk about Chris Peasy. Um, Okay. When you say he doesn't do it for you, do you mean in this movie or as a man? (laughs) As an observer and admirer of men, he doesn't do it for me. In this movie, he's fine. I I think this part could be anyone, to be honest. See, I disagree. Denzel recommended him himself. Look at that shit. Far be it for me to argue with Denzel Washington. I told this to Lacey, I think this movie is 10 times worse without those two in the cockpit. I think if anyone is, any character is sort of, not interchangeable, because I think Rosario does a great job, miscast or not, I think she does a great job. I think that could be someone else. But I think especially young Chris Pine, he does kind of give off this, you know, he got it from his family. He's here because of his family. Cocky vibe. And he's not afraid to throw it in Denzel's face. And I I think their chemistry is fantastic. I called someone unfathomably good a few episodes ago. Do you remember who it was? Jeff Bridges. Jeff yes. Bridges. Um, make that too. Denzel Washington. I also don't know how every line he says is a fucking home run. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> he's Denzel. There's that line where he's like mocking him. You're funny. You're just, you were funny. And you went to training, but you funny. And it's so... <laughs> Chris Pine goes, is something funny? Yeah. No. Why are you laughing? You funny. Dude. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I don't. was that in the script? I don't know. But don't, it was that's just so good. His line delivery is so effortless. Any 
and none of them could be improvised and i i can't tell especially near the back half once they start going backwards and he's getting really snarky especially with homeboy over the phone oh my god dude he's incredible yeah sorry i mean i just don't get me started i want to go back to chris pine real quick not about his acting but about his storyline i the, the wife thing i don't give a fuck about that at all like if all i need is for you to tell me he got this job due to nepotism he's a newbie nobody really wants him to be working this job no one trusts him that's all i need because up until like almost the end him running to the back of the train he doesn't do like a whole lot so for him to like sit there and be like yeah i thought my wife was cheating on me i'm like I mean, okay. You still root for him, but it makes it hard to root for him because he's like, I put my hands on her and I scared her. Because you're a jealous husband, you're a jealous boyfriend. It's just unnecessary. It's unnecessary character development when I feel like we've gotten everything we need from his really well-written introduction at the table with Denzel. Like We get Mm -hmm. all the information we need about him in that five-minute scene. Right. Yeah, they're so economic with the character development with Denzel and Chris and Rosario that I feel like when they start to bring in like the daughters and the wives, I'm like, either put women in the movie or don't. But yeah. this Ooh. whole like watching them from the TV, this this is a lean, mean action movie. And I feel like it could be like 10 minutes leaner if you just take all that stuff out. Well, and the women are in positions, aside from Rosario, the women are in positions of the battered wife and the two daughters who are working at Hooters, and they make a joke about them working at Hooters. It's it's a little misogynistic. And it's more used as like, well, he's he's a cool dad. He's cool with it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mind. Just take them out. If you're not going to give them anything, then just take them out. Yeah. I will. That, that, if I'm going to leverage, because I don't think it's a perfect movie, and I'm, if I'm going to leverage something, I think I fully agree. I think we can get rid of the Chris Pines family storyline altogether. And like Mel said, lean in, give, give me a little bit more juice on the nepotism or not storyline, or nepotism but trying to earn his keep mm-hmm. storyline, or spend that time with the daughters and like flesh them out. Don't just make them a daughter that he forgot and they work at Hooters. Give me a little more juice with the daughters instead. Nah. <laughs> and that's and that's not a slight to any of the actresses. No, not at all. As far as this movie, keep me in the train, keep me in the control room, any outside stuff, it it doesn't matter. You can just have nondescript people watching at right. the bar. I was gonna say you get that from the TV stations and the yeah, people and with the video cameras. The like, control and the control room with right. the other engineers in it. Who we don't we don't need them. Um someone also I wanna shout out, he's got hundred and sixty four credits. Kevin Corrigan, the guy that plays the safety inspector, mm-hmm. I think he's great. I think he does exactly what he's supposed to in this movie and every movie he's in. No more, no less. I think he's the perfect cog in the wheel. And I just wanted to shout him out. That's it. He's, we love a good character actor. He's what makes a good ensemble piece because his mm-hmm. character doesn't have a whole lot to do, but it, you have an A-plus caliber actor in that small role. And that's what really flushes out the world. He comes in with the correct amount of confidence and perceived know-how that when he gets on the line with Denzel and it's like, I think you should do this. I think you should break like this. Instinctively, when Denzel says no, you're like, oh, no, dude, listen to him. Denzel, you're being cocky. Another actor would have made that character kind of nervous. And then those scenes wouldn't have worked as well. This is just a guy that knows his facts. I also would like to say I appreciate in this movie... They have the assholes of the script just be assholes, especially Ethan Soupley, TJ Miller, who are just jackasses about the train and being responsible about it. And then Kevin Dunn as Galvin. He's just a purely bad corporate kiss ass, you know, that's just concerned about looking good in front of the boss and saving money. We've talked about this before on the podcast. Just let people be assholes because they mm-hmm. there are. There, there are people that just fucking suck. Right. I mean, but it's also, like he gave a quick call to the guy playing golf and he's like, yeah, it's fine. That easy. Almost every time you see Galvin or every time 
we're about to end the conversation with Galvin after discussing what happens to the people of... Now I can't stop thinking of Scranton. Stanton. Thank you. After what happens to the people of Stanton and like how many people are going to die, it cuts out and you see Galvin's in a fucking ivory tower in fucking New York City. Galvin's not in it. He's just in a big city on the phone. Yeah, they're all numbers to him and to the higher ups. And then you realize that the blue collar people down on the ground in the train and in the control room are actually trying to do the best job that they can do to Lacey's point they're just assholes because the movie doesn't have time to give them anything other Hell than yeah. being assholes like we, we gotta you know who they are they're on the golf course right now in the middle of a disaster and we gotta mm-hmm. keep it moving I want to know people's thoughts specifically Mellis about Ned <laughs> one of the greatest character entrances again this movie economic is a perfect descriptor Rashawn. Ned is the dude with the red truck that you meet at the diner and you get the fucking music video entrance for as he's walking out of the diner into his truck. That shit gets me every fucking time. (laughs) Ned is the guy, and Josh, I know you know Ned. He is the fucking guy that when there's a tornado, like on the grounds and everyone's in their fucking basement, Ned's fucking chasing that shit. (laughs) <laughs> fuck yeah he's not because there's 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 the me's of the world who are in their driveway watching it Ned's and up in that shit there and, and uh, i want to add a fourth there's professional storm chasers with gear and radar comm systems and then there's old boy uh with a monster energy drink and his pickup truck and he's getting it and he's fine <laughs> not a scratch on him not a scratch he drove <laughs> through it He's got a phone video of the inside of the tornado, and he's like, hey, let me show you this. And you're like, huh? <laughs> Y'all ever seen a cyclone before? I got Dude, you. Dude, I know he can, especially in this movie, he, he always shows up at the perfect time, but they do establish that this is what he does, this is what he's good at, this is what he wants to do, so he's going to be there, and he's going to follow this train no matter what. They also yeah. kind of set it up really well with Rosario, which is what leads to his entrances mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. rest of the movie she's like he's just never gonna be on time so he'll yeah. get there but he's gonna be a little late yeah i understand that that was <laughs> <laughs> like kindred spirit baby i don't know y'all someone else say something bad aside from rashawn what else what else <laughs> i didn't say anything oh, well, bad I, I guess we could talk about um well, Rosario and the... I just don't... Yeah, okay, ugh. let's let's dive into that. Okay, what, I'm going to say something, fuck. I don't think Rosario Dawson's that good in anything. Wow, really? In anything? Yeah, I... Oh, in anything. Oh, oh. sorry. <gasps> not in this, not in seven pounds, not in rent, not in... Seven pounds, Josh. What's up? What's going on? What's up? <laughs> Are you serious to me right now? Are you saying she's bad in it? You like Seven Pounds? I didn't say that. He was just listing movies. I was just listing the first things I could think of that she was As you were. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like Seven Pounds. I haven't seen Seven Pounds. No, you don't. No, you don't. I saw it once in the theater when I was in high school. Isn't that where Will Smith gives his body parts away? Hey, spoiler alert. Well. Yeah. (laughs) it's how old i don't remember watching that movie but i wrote the moment where she sees his eyes in someone else ew no mella you don't know what i'm talking about (laughs) he donated donated (laughs) you ain't gonna recognize nobody's eyeballs they're in love it's a beautiful moment oh shit sorry in a beautiful movie (laughs) well she's not good Men in Black Two, goddamn bata with jellyfish, with jellyfish, baby, stupid. It sucks because, like, I feel like she's such a cool girl, and I get the appeal of her because Death Proof, she's so cool and she just fits. But I feel like anything else I've seen her in, I'm like, "Uh, yeah, it's just something in there just doesn't click for me. Eagle Eye. Nah, I, I no. Barely in that movie. I haven't I'm seen. Just, I'm looking too. at her IMDb right now. I <laughs> think she works for me better than Chris Pine. Oh, whoa! Hot take. Relax. So, do you think? Do you think Chris Pine's character is just just a generic white dude that could be played by any generic white dude? Is that how you're feeling? 
You formed those words to shove into my mouth very quickly. Because <laughs> no one talks bad about my baby. <laughs> Look, there was a string of films through 2010s where it was Denzel and Chris Pine, Denzel and Chris Pratt, Denzel and Ryan Reynolds. And I'm not saying anything other than saying anything. And Nobody's the bad. And this is the best one out of all of them. Incorrect. What's the best one? I kind of dig Safe House a little bit. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> He's with Mark Wahlberg. I mean, it's just over and over and over. Denzel and insert. Look, he's, if we're doing the Chris rankings, he's not top three for me. Not top three? No. All right. Stop the episode. <laughs> I need everyone's top four Chris's right now. Who's in the, who's the running? Anyone named Chris. Period. Ah! Oh my God. Four to one. Hold on. I need them This is right crazy. Now. This is crazy. Okay, wait. We're going to need some, <laughs> some time. Oh, my gosh. Okay. This is Aww. a lot. I don't care. <laughs> okay. I need your heart. Yeah. What, right now. I know. I'm just wanna, I just wanted to make sure I'm not missing any Chris. Me too. Me too. Same. Me too. Because there's so many famous white men named Chris. I didn't say white. Well, the point that I made was Denzel and a white dude. I don't care. <laughs> We're talking. You said he's not even in your top three Chris's. That's he's what this not. is about. I can now. give you those right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. But I wanted a fourth just to, because I like the number four. Okay. I'll go first. Number four, Chris Rock. Number three, Chris Messina. Number two, Chris Evans. Number one, Chris Pine. Rashawn? Okay. What? What's your. You know what? I want yours last. Hold Lisa. on. Don't go to me. I said Lisa. Oh, okay. I'm I'm nervous that I think you're gonna be mad at me for my answers. It's like Chris Pratt. No, Christopher Lloyd is number four. Aww. Awesome, Aww. great. Chris Messina is number three. Amazing. Christopher Plummer is number two. Also fucking fire. And uh, wait, no, scratch that. Go back. Okay, yeah, Christopher Lloyd is number four. Awesome, great. Chris Messina is number three. Still love it. Same as me. Chris O'Dowd is number two. Oh, two. hell yeah. And uh, Christopher Plummer is number one. Super fucking weird, just the way I like you, babe. Never change. <laughs> Mel, what's yours? Uh, well, can I do top three? Because I, no. I can't even get to four. four. Damn. Okay. Um, such a weird number, Josh. It's tattooed on my body. Oh my God. Can I take out Chris O'Dowd and do Chris Elliott? Absolutely. Sure, sure. Gets even weirder. <laughs> it just keeps getting weird. Hey, can I make my list even more fucking obscure? <laughs> number four, Mella. Quick. Got. Okay. Uh, ah! Number four, Chris Hems. I'm just doing it almost like on hot meter because that's, whatever. Hey, that's, that's, that's what's speaking to you and that's okay. That's yeah. what this list is about. Number three, we got Chris Evans. Number two, we got three. Chris Messina. And then oh, number much. one, we got Chris Rock. Come on, Chris Rock at number one. Okay. Messina coming in at number two on that list. You'll have to see it. Rashawn, take us home. What's your Chris? What's your objectively bad Christmas list? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Fuck it. Number four, walk in. Number three, <laughs> Maloney. Number two, Evans. Number one, Hemsworth. Not Maloney. Not Maloney. <laughs> He got that Maloney baloney. Hemsworth is my number one. Truly disheartening lack of pine on these lists. But aside from that, I'm happy with them. You're the only one that have pine. I mean, pine is cute as shit. I just was also like, I don't know if I've seen him in a lot. You know, I love Chris Pine. I think in this movie, I don't think he's doing anything extraordinary performance wise. But I think he does the assignment. And mm-hmm. he does it very well. I think it's just that, Lacey. I think he's giving the floor to one of the best actors of all time. And I think he's doing it exactly correctly. And I think that's how the character is written, too. The character isn't written to be... Showy. Showy or outlandish or loud in any way, shape, or form. It's a very quiet, controlled, nepotistic character. 
Rashawn just hates it. No, I don't disagree with anything Lacey just said at all. <laughs> I'm just saying that that assignment is asked of that kind of student 85% of the time <laughs> in this industry. That's all I'm saying. You're not okay. wrong. I can't argue with that. But I think I think he adds a little uh, a little splash of arrogance that... See, that's where I... When Josh starts grading him on a curve and giving him like, oh my God, like if they gave an Oscar for... And I'm like... I didn't He's say good. that shit. Like, your subtext. I'm is saying that. his subtext is 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 better than maybe someone else's might be. Okay. I'm saying he has a specific <laughs> way about him, and this might not even be acting. This just may be the, how he looks, which is damn good. That it adds a little something extra to the part. Yeah, so I think he, think he turned in the assignment and got a uh, got an 100 like a lot of other actors would have. But I also think he got a little extra credit. A little kiss no, from Teach. He, didn't. I think a little guy he got a, kiss a little from kiss from Denzel Washington because he picked him to be in the movie. And he got a little spank on the bottom with a ruler from Teach. Are no. you the teacher? I'm Teach. Oh my god. <laughs> I think you wanna you wanna shake some shit up? Put Rosario in the train with Denzel. Put oh no. The... Hold up, I'd watch the fuck out of that. Or put put whoever Rosario. Put Connie. In the train with Frank, and put Will in the control room. That's my only. If I had to like down this movie at all, I'm just like, yeah, I get it. Like this is a dude movie about dudes doing dude stuff. Well, to defend it a little bit, it was two dudes that did this thing in real life. <laughs> oh, we don't change stuff up for the movies. Well, when it is when men are involved, no. My point. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to play a game? Me. Yeah. I want to play a game. All right, everyone. Gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing game. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. Riddle me that. I don't have a name for this game. It's going to be very stressful. Um... We'll call, you know what? Let's just call it Chain Reaction because in celebration of the Chain Reaction game show that I loved growing up, coming back on the air, it's pretty much the same thing. Like Frank and Will, you guys are going to have to work together with this, so it will be a team game. You guys will all be together. Okay. You'll be pressed for time. I'm going to give you five seconds per. Oh my so gosh. First, I'm going to need you guys to decide who's going to be the conductor. So I'm going to, whoever gives that answer, they're the conductor. Rashawn. Who's the, Rashawn's, a, Rashawn's a conductor? Period. Okay. Then, then Lacey and Mel are, are yellow vests. So there's a lot of one-liners, too, that we didn't talk about in this movie that I love. I, I think that Denzel's funny as fuck in this movie. That's all. So I'll give you an example. I'm going to give you two words, and those words are connected, like a coupling in a train, by the same word, one at the beginning and one at the end. So, for example, if I gave you free and size... Your answer would be sample because it's free sample, sample size. Okay. Mm, Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. This is really bad, you guys. I'm going to give you five seconds per. <laughs> you guys can work together. Count down from five. And then after five, I'm going to need the conductor to make a decision. So we just it's need to spitball, you guys. We just need to spitball. Yeah. And Rashawn, you pick the best one. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. Your first train of words. Let's call it train of words. Okay. Your first train of words is Mary and tree. Mary had a little lamb. Mary Mary, tree. Merry Christmas tree. Christmas tree. Christmas. That is correct. (laughs) Merry Christmas, Christmas tree. Lacey, I did hear you say Mary had a little lamb. That wasn't our answer, though. That wasn't our answer. I didn't say it, so no, she never said that. (laughs) Mary had a little lamb. You guys, this game... This is not good. This is potatoes all over again. Word train number two. Ready? Yep. Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> Shut <Hey>. up! <laughs> Your words are sweet and fairy. Tooth. Sweet. Tooth. Tooth fairy. Conductor, tooth. tooth. That is correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Redeemed. <laughs> Terrible at this game. Good conductor choice, everybody. Word train number three. Snoop and whistle. Dog. Mm-hmm. Conductor? Dog. That is correct. Oh, okay. 
Do I need to be here? Yes. <laughs> we could three also three. use you in the thinking round. Just shout out. Okay. Those are the three yeah, easy ones. you can shout out too. That, that was me thinking. Nothing came out. <laughs> so, hey, it's like the movie. You know, Will was the conductor, but Frank was doing everything. So okay. this is perfect. This is on brand. Ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next word train. Your words are silly and down. Goose. Goose. Conductor. Goose down. Goose. Goose down. Down. Goose, goose. is correct. Ah! What the fuck is a goose down? Well, it's like okay. in the pillows, right? A goose down pillow, goose down comforter. Yeah. Four for four. <laughs> We're killing it. This is fun. I was scared. Off to a rough a start, late. but I, I get it now. Your words are hot and shop. Hot body shop. Yeah, Rashawn. Yes, yes, yes. Body. That's pretty good, but not the word I was looking for. Uh, oh. Coffee. Uh, but you know what? Body shop also works. Body, you know what? Body shop sounds weird. Nope, you didn't get it. Body shop is where you take your car. Yeah, but it sounds weird. Coffee is the right answer. Oh, shot. <laughs> I heard shot. That's why I was confused. Mm. Body shot. Oh, shit. That's why it made <laughs> so much sense. No shop. All right. Still four for five. You good now? <laughs> Next word train. Nose security. Pick. Nose. No. Nose. Time. And doctor? Yes. Eh. Incorrect. <laughs> job. Uh, Nose job. Job security. Oh. Ooh. Uh-oh. Next one. Light and tooth. Sweet. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and doctor? Switch. Ball. Saber. Switch. Damn it! Not this saber uh, again. Lightsaber. Saber tooth. <laughs> See? Saber tooth came up. <laughs> Your word train is razor and mint. Sharp. Um, edge? No. Conductor? Five seconds is crazy. Yeah. You've gotten crazy. four right before. Uh, 70 nothing. miles an hour is crazy too. Finn. <laughs> Thin, finna do what? Th- thin. Thin mint. <laughs> Razor thin, thin mint. All right. Black ass. <laughs> it is down four correct, four incorrect, and this is the final one. Oh my God. Come on, you so guys. This is fuck. for the win or the loss. Your final word train. Sesame, smart. Street. Fun. Street, Mella, street. <laughs> Conductor, I need an answer. Street. Street is correct. Yeah! You guys have one word train. Uh, no thanks to the bun conductor <laughs> and Miss Mary down there who happened to have a little lamb. You're welcome. A game. I helped. Mel truly excelled at this game. Yeah, you did. I was really good. I don't even know how. Sometimes. Sometimes you didn't. Like when you said uh, finna do what? Um, <laughs> that's okay. But you guys won your first ever game of Word Train. Congratulations. Yay! Wrapping things up, it seems we've come to the conclusion that Denzel is the GOAT. We love choppy editing, unless it's of a train. Unless it's of a train. (laughs) You did say you love it, Rashawn. And his other stuff. And his other stuff. And uh, that every movie is made better with a good character actor. Mm-hmm. Chris Pine? No, Dev. Sorry, I'm a quit. I'm a quit. Dev? I'm a quit. Delete that. Who's Dev? Like Dev Patel? Delete that. Don't fucking delete this, Rashawn. This is Who? my episode. Who? Who is Dev? The guy in the truck. <laughs> Ned? <laughs> Ned. Uh, I just want to fuck Dev Patel so bad. He's always one of mine. <laughs> On the brain. All right, y'all. Usually we'd play Six Degrees of Separation at the end of an episode. But this week we won't be doing that because next week we got a little spooky surprise coming for you. So just stay tuned. 
We're back to the spooky. Ooh. <laughs> I levitate off the ground. I hate it. <laughs> it's it our like, season, Lays. I feel like I'm watching my parents do an old cheer routine they learned in college where they met on the cheer squad. <laughs> That's right. You should do Please. It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, but with Red's voice. From us. It's the oh, most shit. wonderful time of the year. I was with you for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> looks like looks like I'm gonna have to bully again. <laughs> I always take um, it one step too far. Sorry, go ahead. Close <laughs> us out. <laughs> I'm thinking of now now that there's um Real embarrassment in the air. I'm thinking of just kind of letting it hang for a second. Thanks. Thanks, <laughs> babe. <laughs> what the fuck, Josh? I want lessons to be learned here. <laughs> it, is, they won't. This is a teaching moment. We have the whole month. Just let me have things. this. We are let entering my what? favorite time of year. The next three months. Spook- Spooky? Or singing carols in Red's voice. What do you want me to let you have? Listen, you say you love me for how weird and fucking offbeat I am. Here I am. In all my glory. (laughs) That's it for this week's episode of Winston Files Attack. Please cut Um, that out. (laughs) Please don't. No promises. No promises. That's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment, like, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever the hell. You can find us in all of our episodes on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, shoot us an email at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Josh. Mella. Lacey. And Rashawn. Uh, Lacey, take him out in the red voice. Say goodbye. No, 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 no. Goodbye. <laughs> this is rough for me, friends. <laughs> oh, All right. Oh, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry.